Welcome to the Daily Tour Podcast, brought to you by the Fredcast. This almost daily summary of the 2008 Tour de France will be presented soon after the end of each day's racing, so that you can stay up to date on the world's most famous, and some would argue, most important annual cycling event. The Daily Tour is brought to you by the Fredcast Cycling Podcast. For weekly news, product reviews, upcoming events, and everything you need to know about the world of cycling, listen to the Fredcast Cycling Podcast. The Fredcast can be found at www.thefredcast.com, iTunes, or anywhere you normally look for podcasts. For over two years and 100 episodes, the Fredcast is the Internet's premier cycling podcast. The Daily Tour is also brought to you by listeners like you. Thank you for your donations via PayPal, and if you'd like to donate, please visit our website at www.thefredcast.com. And now, it's time for the Tour de France 2008 edition of the Daily Tour Podcast. Welcome to the 2008 Tour de France edition of the Daily Tour Podcast. If this is your 28th Daily Tour, we welcome you back. We've been doing this since last year's Tour de France, the 2007 Tour de France. And we also did live coverage of the 2007 Tour of California and the 2008 Tour of California. So we welcome one and all, whether you're an old listener or a new listener, we're glad to have you with us. And for those of you who are listening to this today for Stage 1 on July the 5th, 2008, of this year's Tour de France, if you're listening to this in the Fredcast Cycling Podcast feed, just know that we're going to have Stage 1 and Stage 2 only in the regular Fredcast feed, and then we will be switching to the Daily Tour only feed. So if you do not subscribe to the Daily Tour Podcast in your regular podcatcher or iTunes, it's time to navigate over to www.thefredcast.com or to iTunes and pick up the Daily Tour feed. That is the best way to do it. So those of you who are listening in the Fredcast, you'll only get the first two, and I know you want to listen to all of them. Because, of course, Stage 1 is on a Saturday, Stage 2 on a Sunday, so many of you are probably home, and maybe you had a chance to watch the stage yourself. But as the work week begins on Monday, this is the best way to get timely and quick and accurate reviews of the day's racing. And, of course, during the racing, we'll also be bringing you live blogging via Twitter, at www.twitter.com slash daily tour. The great thing about Twitter is you can follow it online on the web. You can use any number of Twitter clients for the Mac or PC or Unix. Or if you've got the text messaging plan with your cell phone, you can also get those Twitter updates on your cell phone. So go to twitter.com slash daily tour and sign up or if you'd like to get it via your cell phone, simply send a text message to 40404, that's 40404, with the words follow and then a space and daily tour, daily tour being all one word. You will then get a message confirming that you're following the Twitter feed and then the text messages will begin. Standard text messaging rates do apply, otherwise Twitter is absolutely free. And we certainly use that today for stage one, but I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. First, let's talk about this year's Tour de France. 
And you know what? Before we do that, I think I've been a little bit remiss in introducing myself, for those of you who may be new listeners to The Daily Tour because you're a Tour de France fan and you want to stay up to date with it. My name is David Bernstein. I'm the host and producer of the Fredcast Cycling Podcast as well as the Spokesman Cycling Roundtable Podcast. I've been around cycling in the cycling industry since 1989. I've been uh, on the manufacturing and marketing and sales side of the industry and most recently simply in the media as a cycling podcaster. So I welcome you in and I hope that you enjoy the Daily Tour podcast, and perhaps it will lead you to become a full listener of the Fredcast and the Spokesman. But for now, let's talk about this year's tour. Okay, the Tour de France, of course, begins today, Saturday, July the 5th. It runs through Sunday, July 27th. That's my birthday, folks. So yes, I will be doing a show and live blogging on my birthday. This is the 95th edition of the Tour de France. There are 21 stages, and the racers will cover 3,500 kilometers. And by the way, since the Tour de France is in France and they do measure distances in kilometers, when you follow the Twitter feed or you listen to the Daily Tour podcast, you're going to hear me measure distances in kilometers. Sorry for those of you who can't do the uh, the conversion, but that really is the best way to follow the Tour de France. It's a, it's a really great route. It actually starts this year on the far western edge of France in Brest, all the way in Brittany. And it then winds its way around in sort of a counterclockwise rotation all the way back to Paris and the Champs-Élysées on July 27th. There are 10 flat stages. And of course, flat's a relative term. We'll talk about that when we talk about today's first stage. There are five mountain stages for what they call medium mountain stages and two individual time trials. What is distinctive about this year's race, at least to me, is the fact that stage one is a stage one and it's not a prologue. Typically, well, oftentimes, the Tour de France will begin with an individual time trial, typically a fairly short distance. Get those racers out there in front of the crowds, get each of them to have their individual cheering sections, give them uh, some support as they get out there on the roads of France and uh, it's usually a very exciting day. However, this year they are not starting with a prologue. They started with stage one, which is a regular road stage, just about a double metric century for those of you who are endurance cyclists, 197 kilometers. Again, we'll talk about that in a moment. There are some people who say that one of the reasons that they did not include a prologue in this year's Tour de France is because they just knew that Fabian Cancellara was going to dominate that event. Now, I don't know if that's true, but uh, I think that a lot of times the Amori Sports Organization, the ASO, the folks who put on the Tour de France, they simply like to mix things up. And so we started with a stage one today. A couple of other distinctive items of this year's race. There are four mountain finishes, including everyone's favorite Alp, the Alpe d'Huez. There are two rest days, 82 kilometers of individual time trials. There are 17 Category 1 and Category 2 and or category or beyond category climbs. So this is going to be a tough race. All right, well, let's talk about today's stage one. Stage one, as I said, began in Brittany on the coast in Brest and ended in Plumelec 197.5 kilometers later. There were, count them, one, two, three, four category four climbs 
three intermediate sprints, and of course, the final sprint at the end of the day for the finish line. And what made today's finish sort of distinctive was that it ended with a 1.7-kilometer climb of about 6.2%. The last time we came in here to Plumelec, this race was won by Eric Zabel. And Eric Zabel is still racing in the Tour de France today. And he is, of course, going to go for the win today. So let's look at how today's race shook out at the end of the day. And actually, before we do that, one other comment of note that I would like to make, and that is, you know, everyone is trying to figure out who are the favorites for this year's Tour de France. As many of you may know, there is no defending champion in the 2008 Tour de France. The 2007 Tour de France was won by Alberto Contador. Third place went to Levi Leipheimer. Second to Cadell Evans from Australia. Now, at the time of last year's race, both Leipheimer and Contador were on the American Discovery Channel Pro Cycling Squad. That team disbanded at the end of the 2007 season, leaving a lot of very good, and very popular racers without a team. Johan Bernil, being the team director of Discovery, was, well, it was expected that he was going to leave professional cycling and retire at that time. But instead, many of the Discovery Channel cyclists, as well as Johan Bernil, signed on with the team from Kazakhstan, Team Astana. For those of you who are fans of professional cycling last year, you will remember that Alexander Vinokorov was a favorite to win the 2007 Tour de France and left in disgrace due to failed doping tests. Team Astana embarrassed the Tour de France and the ASO last year, and as a result, the ASO decided that Team Astana would not be allowed to race in the 2008 Tour de France, even though many of the members of the team are completely different riders. Nevertheless, the ASO decided they will not race even after Alberto Contador won the Giro d'Italia in 2008, just a couple of months ago. So that left the 2008 edition of the Tour de France without a defending champion. So one of the questions that everybody seems to be asking is, who are the favorites in this year's Tour de France? Well, I've got my list of favorites, and I've seen lists all over the internet. But my list begins with Alejandro Valverde from Spain. Cadell Evans, last year's second-place finisher from Australia, Carlos Sastre, and Dennis Menshov. But this field includes a lot of some of the world's best cyclists, and it really is an open field to see what's going to happen. Now, of course, if you're a reader of the Wall Street Journal, last weekend they published an article saying, forget the yellow jersey this year. Too many riders have not been allowed to race. Too many riders are no longer in the Tour de France. And as a result, forget the yellow jersey. Instead, let's look at the green jersey, the sprinter's jersey that goes to those who win all the intermediate and finishing sprints in every day of the Tour. Personally, I don't necessarily buy that. I think that the sprinter's jersey is interesting and a lot of fun to watch. But remember, the sprinters are not the ones who are the best all-around cyclists because typically it's in the mountains, in the Alps, in the higher stages of the Tour de France when we start watching the sprinters either fall out of the race or certainly fall to the back of the peloton and fall way down in the general classification. Nevertheless, they are amazing athletes, 
a lot of fun to watch, and it's always interesting to see who is able to really come up with the tactical win at the end of every stage. One of the people who's also missing from that green jersey competition, one of the world's best cyclists, perhaps an icon in his home country of Belgium, and that's Tom Bonin. Tom Bonin is out of the race for, well, for purported recreational use of the drug cocaine. And as a result, the ASO decided Tom Bonin will not be participating in the 2008 Tour de France. So it's going to be an interesting year. It's going to be fun to see how it all turns out, how it shakes up after all of these controversies. And if you watch any of the coverage on Versus TV here in the United States, you're going to see an advertisement that really tries to play up the fact that this is what they're calling a new beginning in the Tour de France. You can see film rolling backwards, Vinokurov going backwards in the race. You can see uh, Floyd Landis, who lost his final appeal and will never be called a Tour de France champion. You can see him, instead of putting the yellow jersey on on the Champs-Élysées, he's taking the yellow jersey off. So there's a lot of folks who really do hope that this is a new beginning for this year's Tour de France. If you want to weigh in on who you think will win the 2008 Tour de France, I've got a poll up at www.thefredcast.com. It says simply, who will win the 2008 Tour de France? I put up my favorites, Valverde, Evans, Sastry, and Menchov. And then, of course, I've put a fifth, someone else. Go ahead and vote there. I'll leave that up there for about a week until things start to shake out as we get into the race. All right, enough prologue from me. Let's talk about today's first stage of the 2008 Tour de France. Well, today's stage one started, as we've said, in the city of Brest in Brittany in the western part of France, and it started off with with a break. The break began literally within the first 20 kilometers of the race. In that eight-man break were Bjorn Schroeder from Team Milram, Jose Luis Arieta from AG2R, Jeffrey Lecatra from Agritubel, Ruben Perez from Uscaltel, Liliane Jegu from Francaise du Joux, Thomas Vokler from Bouygues Telecom, Stéphane Auger from Cofidis, and David de la Fuente from Saunier Duval. The first Category 4 climb was at 29.5 kilometers into the race. Schroeder took first place points with Vokler taking second and De La Fuente taking third place points. The second climb, just 19 kilometers later, 48.5 kilometers into the race. First over the top was Vokler, followed by Schroeder and then Lecatra. Sprint number one was at 62 kilometers into the race. Lecatra took the points there, followed by Jigou and Perez. The third climb, again, a Category 4, all today's climbs were Category 4s, at 85.5 kilometers into the race. Jigou was over first, followed by Vokler and Schroeder. The second intermediate sprint, 90.5 kilometers into the race. Lecatra, once again, taking full points at, at, the, uh, at the line there, followed by Auger and then Jigou. In the feed zone, there was a crash, and Hervé Duclos-Lasalle went down. He went down hard, and you could see that he was with the race doctor for quite some time, and they were focusing on his left wrist. You you watched on the television as the race doctor picked up his radio microphone and called in for an ambulance, and in the end, LaSalle was the first to drop out of the 2008 Tour de France with a broken left wrist. That feed zone was 96.5 kilometers into the race, taking out the Cofidis rider. 
between there and the fourth Category 4 climb at 146 kilometers into the race, there was a small crash with a couple of favorites, Yaroslav Popovich and Frank Schleck, both going down, both quickly getting back onto their bikes. And that fourth climb was won by David De La Fuente, Schroeder going over second, and then Thomas Vokler. At the third and final intermediate sprint, 157 kilometers into the race, 40.5 to go. Lecatra, with the hat trick, takes all three intermediate sprints, followed by Perez and then Jegu. And then the cat and mouse game finally began with the break attacking each other and counterattacking. The first attack coming from Stefano J. He attacked and then was eventually caught not too far down the road. And then De La Fuente attacked, followed by Jagu, and they were gone. Quickly, the other six in the break were caught. The final catch of De La Fuente and Jegu being made with about six kilometers to go. The two of them sat up, grasped hands as if to shake hands and say, well done, my fellow cyclist, and they were caught. And then, horrors of horrors, but Juan Mauricio Soler, who won the King of the Mountains jersey in last year's Tour de France, in almost a surprise, at least at the beginning of the race, went down and went down hard. And it looked really bad for him, but he finally was able to get back on his bike and finish the race and just a couple of minutes back. So I think he's going to be fine as far as this year's King of the Mountains jersey, if he still wants to, to go for it. Now, as I said earlier, the end of this uh, this stage of the race was a 1.7 kilometer uphill well sprint isn't the right word for it but that's what it ended up being at the end and you could see uh, the folks from Silence Lotto and also Team Columbia formerly known as Team High Road that's the team of uh, George Hincapie from the United States. You could see them really trying to jockey for position as well as some quick step riders as well, trying to jockey for position to get their guys into the win in today's stage one. With just a couple hundred meters to go, Team Columbia's Kim Kirkin went and looked like he was going to take the stage win. At the end of the stage, there is a right-hand turn, almost about a 90-degree turn, and then it's a straightaway right to the finish. And it was at that point, just before that right-hand turn, that Alejandro Valverde from Spain and the Castaparna team literally pushed the button on his handlebars to kick in those afterburners and shot right past the rest of the field, right into Kirkin's slipstream, using it for just a split second, and then boom, right across Kirkin's left side and way up to the finish line in what was a dominating and quite impressive finish. At the end of the day, Alejandro Valverde will be wearing the yellow jersey in tomorrow's Stage 2, and although they originally gave everyone the same time at the end of the finish, they ended up crediting Valverde with one second over the rest of the field. So at the end of the day, in first place in today's stage and your general classification standings, Alejandro Valverde from Spain and Castaparna, four hours, 36 minutes, and 37 seconds. For those of you who are cyclists, pretty impressive over a double metric, if you ask me. Philippe Gilbert from Belgium came in second place from Fonsais du Joux. The Bouygues Telecom rider from France, Jérôme Pinot, was in third place, and Kim Kirken from Luxembourg and Team Columbia was in fourth. 
Fifth place went to Sonier Duval's Ricardo Rico from Italy. Sixth to another race favorite, Cadell Evans from Australia and Ceylon's Lotto. Seventh place, despite the crash earlier in the day from Luxembourg, Team CSC's Frank Schleck. In eighth, Filippo Pizzato from Likigas and Italy. In ninth, Oscar Freire from Spain and Team Rabobank. You'll recall that with Floyd Landis losing his final appeal in the Court of Arbitration for Sport earlier this week, Oscar Freire is the winner of that edition of the Tour de France. And so we now have in the top 10 a defending champion of the Tour de France, Oscar Freire, in ninth place. And in 10th, from Castaparna, Oscar Pereiro from Spain. Also at the end of today's racing, in the green jersey, leading in points, it's Alejandro Valverde, your yellow jersey wearer as well. However, because, I mean, obviously, what would you rather wear, the yellow or the green jersey? Tomorrow, Philippe Gilbert, who has second place points for the green jersey, he will be wearing the green jersey. In the white jersey for the best young rider, it's Ricardo Rico. And in the polka dot jersey for King of the Mountains points, Thomas Volkler from France and Bouygues Telecom. Little preview of tomorrow's stage. Tomorrow's stage two takes the riders from Ore to Sambriuk. It's 164.5 kilometers. There are three category four climbs and one category three climb, 282 meters high. There will be three intermediate sprints and then, of course, the finishing sprint at the end of the day. 164.5 kilometers. We will be back tomorrow to bring you the results of Stage 2 of the 2008 Tour de France. We hope that you will be with us then. Follow us on Twitter. That's twitter.com slash daily tour. And look for your daily tour podcast shortly after the end of the day's racing. Thanks for joining us. That's it for today's episode of the Daily Tour Podcast. If you'd like to comment on the show, please send an email to thefredcast at gmail.com. That's thefredcast at gmail.com. Or you can send a voicemail to area code 435-258-6373. That's 435-258-6FRED. Be sure to follow our frequent live updates of the day's racing via Twitter. The Twitter username is DailyTour. Remember, there's no space. And you can sign up for those at twitter.com slash dailytour or by sending a text message to 40404 with the words follow daily tour. And of course, please check out our website at www.thefredcast.com for the final results of the day's racing and, of course, for the Fredcast Cycling Podcast. I will see you all again on the next episode of the Daily Tour or the Fredcast Cycling Podcast. Please don't forget to tell your friends about the show. We love to get new listeners. And in the meantime, thank you for listening to the Daily Tour Podcast. Thank you.